0: Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: You may have noticed there are strange tallboys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. So that can you see your coworkers cracking open at your 9 a.m. meeting, it isn't beer, it's liquid death. So why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tallboy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Drinking water from a freezing cold can is actually way more refreshing than a bottle, trust me. Plus, it is way better for the environment and the economy. They're still, they're sparkling, mango chainsaw, buried alive, and my personal favorite, severed lime. And they are now armed with three grams of agave nectar for even more brutal flavor. So I'm going to enjoy this can of lime, and you can go get Liquid Death at your local Target, Walmart, or 7-Eleven, or you can find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday.
2: Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the pack A Podcast. You can get all your pack A updates by following us on Twitter at pack Podcast. Remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can always check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by my co-host Andrew Mertig. Andrew, <laughs> we just watched a football game, man, and I'm supposed to ask you how you're doing, but. We watched the football game, so how's it going, man? Yeah. How you
1: well, and a, and a shout-out to those joining us on YouTube. Sorry Andy's not here. Uh, still feeling a little under the weather, so get yeah. better soon. I'm sure that football game did not help <laughs> the way he felt... Uh, in any way and And so you're stuck with us today we are we are typically the optimists. if you don't listen to the audio version kyle and i uh kind of embrace that and uh it's getting hard to be optimistic at this point that was uh you know thursday night football typically not very enjoyable that was also not very enjoyable (laughs) but for probably different reasons i think overall it was probably good football just not from a packers fan perspective Um, So, you know, I do think glass half full, we learned some things about the young players. I think we're starting to get into the situation, though, where the rest of this year is more about roster evaluation and no longer about that push for the playoffs. Um, But I did want to say one thing. I, you know, I wish this was in a better situation, but I wanted to give a special shout out. Uh, Belinda Sue. Is a listener who is a rideshare driver in Omaha, Nebraska. Spencer Sweeting gave Belinda Sue a shout-out on Twitter earlier this week for being a super dedicated listener, a big Packer fanatic. So thanks to Belinda Sue for being such a loyal listener. It it you like, flip side, bad football today, right? But it is amazing that this can be a way to, you know, for people to pass their work day or give us connection back to the Packers if you live somewhere else. Uh, or just helping you kill some time while you're doing your job, whatever it happens to be. That part's truly a privilege, Uh, so we will get into the game tonight.
2: Absolutely. We are surrounded by so many amazing listeners, so thank you for sticking with us through the ups and downs, mostly the downs of this season. Uh, But yeah, amazing listeners. Thank you, guys. Uh, It is late. We're here because we want to help you guys get through this as well. Um, All the Packers needed was a win here. They didn't get up. And so you're here on a Friday, probably watching this, listening. You want some help unpacking this. So that's what we're here for. Results are in. Packers 17. Tennessee Titans 27. Not the way we wanted things to go.
1: No, and of course, this means the Packers dropped to 4-7. and seven. You have to imagine. You know, not that I'm a mathematician, but uh, that almost completely eliminates them from playoff contention. Mm. You'd have to run the table to finish 10-7. and 10-7 mm. and seven is pretty much a guarantee given the seven seeds that you would get into the playoffs maybe nine and seven gets you in depending on a whole bunch of other factors but there's not a lot i've seen from this team that makes me think that that's even possible right and and they have the eagles staring them in the face in 10 days um a few tough games down the stretch including miami and minnesota and a whole bunch of other things so are they done? done? No. Do we maybe start hearing calls for Jordan Love if they do get done? Yes. Whether you like that or not.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. We came off the Cowboys game, and, I mean, the Cowboys game wasn't perfect. Obviously, they found themselves down 28-14. to 14. You know, that, that game kind of felt like this one in a lot of ways, like it was going to get away, and then maybe there was a chance to come back, and they obviously did. Um, so you got a lot of hope, right, built back into your season, and then you found yourselves watching this game, and like Andrew said, it's slipping away. That that opportunity to make the playoffs, it's getting smaller. Um, but we're here. Let's talk about some general observations. Just, I mean, we're fans, right? We come in this, uh, watch them with everybody else. From a fan's
1: perspective, what are some of your takeaways, Andrew? Yeah, uh, it's bad. It's <laughs> it's just bad football. That's, that's my whole takeaway as a fan. It's a good like, one. It's, it's a bad one. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's kind of where we
2: are, Andrew. We've done a handful of Thursday night football games over the last couple of years, right? It feels like we've covered our more than our share of stinkers. Let's just say we've done our work here. Uh, we've had 49ers games that still give us nightmares, and. We kind of like, we try to be the optimist. Like you said, it's our job to keep you all sane, to help the fans deal with the pain that comes with us, right? We're invested. This is our team, uh, just to kind of keep some perspective and all those kinds of things. We try to be that calm in the storm, the voice of reason. But we find ourselves here yet again, not only just dealing with the season, but you and I talking about a really bummer of a football game. So we're going to do our best. I mean, you lived it. You watched it. Some of you probably Maybe you didn't see all of it. We're going to kind of break this down for you. Just kind of go through the game from beginning to end because there were some high points. There were certainly some low points, but there's a lot of good mixed in here. Why you kind of felt like this game was someone, you know, a game that the Packers could win until the very, very end. Um, We're going to get through that. So, Andrew, let's jump right in here. I'm going to start in the first quarter, okay? Okay. Um, It really felt like when the Green Bay Packers started this game, they were going to start out strong, right, and get a three and out right away. They got to third and six, and then Tannehill hits just a monster play to Traylon Burks for a huge gain. He beats Nixon in coverage, and that big play immediately put them in field goal range. So it kind of flipped. Things were going the Titans' way, Uh, but they didn't stop there. The Tennessee Titans slowly worked the ball down into the red zone, and then the drive ended with a Tannehill touchdown pass to Dontrell. Hilliard. So not the way that you want to start a game at home, uh, giving up seven on the opening drive. The Packers then on offense on their first drive, they also face a third and six uh, after two consecutive running plays. But Aaron Rodgers fails to connect on a pass to Robert Tunyon. It looked like Robert or Rodgers might have just missed that throw, just a little bit outside of Tunyon, might have been short of the sticks. Even if they were able to complete that, it didn't look like he was going to be able to turn the corner and make that uh, that first down. But uh, the Titans get the ball back with nine minutes left in the first. Nice play by Roy, uh, Rudy Ford on the punt coverage, by the way. Just wanted to give him a shout-out there, doing a nice work on special teams. The Packers' defense followed that up with a big sack on Tannehill on second down. Quay Walker and Preston Smith met at the quarterback there. I think Preston got credit for that sack. Uh, Tennessee was not able to dig out of that hole, and Green Bay was able to force the punt. And interestingly, Randall Cobb was back to return this punt. Of course, we know that Amari Rodgers was released this week. We know that he's, you know, done it before. Cobb's done it before. Uh, But I just don't know that I was really expecting Cobb to be the returner this week and have that opportunity. So that was kind of a surprise here in the first quarter.
1: Yeah. And I I mean, it that was the only time that Cobb returned in the game. So Nixon took over from there. So I'm not sure if that was something that the coaching staff Uh saw, if that was something that that. Cobb didn't like. I don't know. They're weird. Um, it, it was it was strange, and and we'll see if D.D. Westbrook is taking those duties going forward so, from here. Yeah. But yeah. I, on the defensive drive you were talking about, I, like. It was a really nice stop of the defense, but what I really noted was just incredible anticipation by Quay Walker to shoot the gap, guess Mm. play action, and then completely disrupt the whole play. And Mm. we knew Quay was a really good blitzer coming out. That was the least of my concerns of him as a prospect. And so it's good to see, you know— trust me, I'm going to criticize the defensive <laughs> coaching as we go on with this show. But it was good to see that they were using Quay in a little bit more of that blitz action mm-hmm. because they need to utilize his multi-skill mm-hmm. talent set. Yeah, Quay is definitely a fun player.
2: Um, you know, we saw him doing a lot of different things. And I feel like we've seen that evolution over the weeks. You know, we talk about the fun things that are mixed into maybe the the not-so-fun parts of the season, and Quay is definitely one. Uh, that we've gotten to witness some of that with. But after the slow start on the opening drive, things did heat up for the Packers' offense on their second drive with a couple more touches for Aaron Jones. He had a nine-yard gain on first down and then picked up a first down immediately, immediately thereafter. Green Bay was obviously making an effort to get number 33 the ball. I believe he touched the ball on five of the Packers' first six plays. So that's an interesting you know, emphasis coming into the game. I mentioned Cobb. I uh, got the punt return duties, but he made a big catch here too early on in the game, still in the first quarter. Again, a 24 on, I want to say a rope from Rodgers. He just really dialed it up, got it right out there to Cobb. A couple later plays later, Cobb jumped um, on an Aaron Jones fumble uh, to save the day there as well. So Cobb making a big impact in his return from entry, for sure. A couple plays later, Rodgers caught the Titans off guard and got one of those vintage free plays in on this on this game. Uh, 12, let it fly deep into the left end zone, into the outstretched arms of Christian Watson, who was able to haul it in for his Fourth touchdown in two weeks here in the first quarter. Amazing stuff for the rookie. Just great to see him stack some success really, really early in this game, especially in a moment where Rodgers is looking for a big play for him to trust. Number nine is kind of a big deal. Uh, Now, the Packers did miss the extra point here, so um, I believe it was blocked. But uh, we're just not going to dwell on any more of the negative than we have to here. Uh, First quarter wraps up with a score of 7-6. to Yeah, and so
1: then I get to talk about the incredibly fast second quarter. Uh, the, the the Titans, of course, got the kickoff to start the quarter because the Packers scored on the last play of the first. Uh, another short kick by Crosby, clearly something not totally right there. Um, you know, good that he gets 10 days rest, but certainly concern in the kicking game going forward. The Packers have to give up uh, a first Down completion because of a savage defensive pass interference. Rasul made a great play on a screen pass. Derrick Henry gets stuffed. And then a great catch by Austin Hooper over Rudy Ford to extend Mm -hmm. the drive. Or, so we thought, a challenge. And the Titans end (laughs) up in fourth and short. And then, of course, convert because they have Derrick Henry. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, Derrick Henry it's just like run, run, run. First down, first down, first down. Traylon Burks for six, and then uh, two more Derrick Henry runs for a first down, and then a couple of passes, including a blatant holding, missed holding call against Preston Smith. Another Henry plunge for a first, two throwaways in a row, and then a catch over the middle by Robert Woods. 18 plays, 10.06 off the clock, but the Packers come up and they stop mm. them on fourth down. They stop Derrick Henry, no points. A huge momentum swing. Big deal. Yeah, absolutely. The defense came so close to getting so
2: many stops on this drive. I mean, we had the third and twos. I think there was two, maybe third and twos. There was a fourth and inches, of course. Another fourth and one. You referenced one of those uh, was, you know, the challenge that set them up with that they had to convert, which they did. But Rudy Ford came within inches of tipping that Hooper catch. It was just one thing after the other was so close to getting a stop. Just couldn't do it so many times. It just felt inevitable they were going to score, but then they get down to the goal line, finally come up big in the biggest moment. That was absolutely huge. And I mean, a reason that
1: honestly Green Bay stuck around in this game as long as they did. Yeah, absolutely. Just a really, really frustrating drive from a fans yeah. perspective, right? Because it's like, okay, they can't stop Derrick Henry. That they, they, they they're just gonna yeah. run Bang, they stopped him twice in a row. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's third and nine, and then Robert Woods is open. Austin Hooper's open. Like, yeah. do something right. Yeah. Just something <laughs> right. Uh so many almost, as as you said. Uh the Packers get the ball back having given up zero points, and then you know the offense is going to run the ball down, they're going to take their five minutes, they're going to score at least three, and then we're going to go in, we're going to double dip in halftime. Love it. Let's do that. Let's do that. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been a good game plan. Instead, we see two Dylan runs, uh, which are two too many, in my opinion, given the way Aaron Jones was cooking. Uh, They don't get much, and then Rodgers almost gets sacked. Does get intentional grounding, barely made it out of the end zone, probably yeah. could have been a scare, safety uh, scare, if yeah. if he had not reacted uh, one inch sooner, uh, and then a really bad punt by O'Donnell way backed up in the end zone, mm. um, and so the Titans have the ball back, and Kenny Clark is offsides for no reason, Tannehill gets the first to Robert Woods, um, and this is just the particular issue I had with the defense. It, the Titans have no pass-catching weapons, right? I mean, Traylon Burks had a really nice game, so... So credit to him, but he, I mean, basically has no NFL experience and the Packers are playing zone. So Tannehill, uh, multiple, multiple times on this drive, he sends his running back in motion to the outside. The corner slides from the receiver who was previously the outside receiver to the running back. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that say? Uh, That tells the Titans you are playing zone because you wouldn't send Jair out to cover Hilliard, for instance, Mm -hmm. as a wide receiver. So then they just go quick out. So the running back clears the corner, right? Just runs a nine, clears the corner out there. They dump the slot receiver out into the flat, easy completion, Mm -hmm. six, seven yards at a crack, right? Stop playing zone. (laughs) What are you worried about? (laughs) Who's going to run past you? Um, And so... You know, two short runs, a soft zone completion to Robert Woods, another third down, another soft zone. Uh, Burks gets a crosser, so that's at least a different route that the Packers are giving up. But again, zone problems. Uh, and then Derrick Henry runs it in for the touchdown. The Packers get the ball back with like 30 some seconds left, not enough to do anything. And it is halftime. By the way, here's a fun fact. In the second quarter, the Titans offense ran 27 plays. The Green Bay offense ran three. Wow. That. Not- not that good. No, I mean we celebrated
2: the big stop, right? Like we they, they were able to yeah, finally stop. They, they the defense pulled out, you know, when they had to, right? That was a big, big stop. But basically they just delayed the inevitable, right? Because the <laughs> offense couldn't get anything going. They gave them the ball back and they just ran it back from the 40 yard line back into the end zone. It took a little bit longer, but the same result. So that was the big I think the biggest frustration was like the defense did what they needed to do, but realistically, it just
1: Took a couple more minutes than it was going to. So, big bummer. I'm getting, like, annoyed with the whole, like, oh, they don't play good complimentary football. But this is such a good example, right? Like, Mm. it's like, all you need is the offense to get, like, two first downs. Even if they don't score, at least the Titans don't get the ball back Mm. and have the opportunity to score this touchdown. And, like in a lot of ways, that flipped the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just—it it makes it so much harder to come back from, from these kind of things, especially given the struggles it's in. Well,
2: is. and it felt like—it felt just like two dead plays, like, before the Rodgers— Almost safety, right? Like, I mean, I know that they wanted to give him a little bit more room, but the reality is when you got into third down, you were dealing with a safety potential anyway. Like, you know, I think you have to run it, maybe get a little bit of room on first down, but I hated the stacking of the second run play there just because then you only give Rodgers one shot and obviously it didn't work out. And then it's 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 dead from there. So, I mean, it's easy to second guess guess everything in hindsight, but not the drive that you wanted um, after your defense really came up big there. So um, are we at halftime? We're at halftime. We've made it to halftime. At halftime, time of possession. Interesting. Titans, 19 minutes and change. Packers, 10 and change, obviously. Uh, big, big in the Titans favor there. So um, jumping into the third quarter, Packers get the ball uh, to start the second half, right? They come out with some creativity. I liked it. Rodgers connections uh, to Lazard and Cobb to start the drive. They, they ran a crazy play where it looks like Rodgers is set to pass to the left flat, but then spins and throws to the right flat, which takes like wild mechanics to pull off and almost like a blind look. Like that's scary to me. Cause like, if you don't, If you don't hit your footwork right on that, like, you could be turning into a a corner that's there to make a big play. But regardless, it worked out. Fun to watch. Uh, Rodgers almost connected with Lazard on a bomb to the end zone really shortly thereafter. Could have been a pass interference call there. I felt like that could have been easily called. um, The contact before the ball arrived as well as uh, as the ball was arriving. But no flag there. Rodgers went back to Lazard for a big third down conversion. Two plays later, um, after a Lazard drop in between. So you got three Lazard looks in a row there. Um, after the first down, it looked like Rodgers wanted another free play. Of course, we got the one earlier in the game, but the Titans defensive lineman conveniently discovered that he had an ankle injury right around the same time he discovered <laughs> he was supposed to be not on the field. So Rodgers was not impressed, you know, kind of some joking around between the two teams. But uh, I'm looking t- around for my yellow card, right? It's yeah. World Cup season. <laughs> Yeah.
1: faking an injury, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: not cool. <laughs> not cool. Everybody knew it. Uh, just kind of an odd look there, but uh, Titans got a good amount of pressure on Rodgers on third down. Forced the Packers to settle for three points there. The drive took almost seven minutes, but you only come up with three points. Score is 14-9 with only eight minutes left in the third. Unfortunately, the Titans go right back to work, right? Uh, Tannehill hits a Conquo for a big uh, game down the sideline to the tight end with just a bunch of pressure in Tannehill's face. It was actually kind of amazing that he got that ball off uh, in time to get it to a conquo. But uh, then right back to Derrick Henry, right, who broke a huge run. This one was kind of soul-crushing, honestly. Quay Walker looked like he was going to meet Henry in the hole here, but he looked like he got grabbed or, like, twisted before he could get there. No call. Next thing you know, Henry's off to the races. Um, runs all the way down inside the 10-yard line. Amos saves the touchdown, right? Catches him at the end there. Um, keeps Henry from collecting that rushing touchdown. But then Henry decides, oh, I'll just throw for one. On the very next play, he throws a jump pass to Austin Hooper. Just kind of an ugly string of plays for the defense. The lone bright spot was the miss point after attempt, right? <laughs> so second of the night, failed to get the, the the conversion there. But the Titans do extend their lead there um, to 20-9. to they got an 11-point lead here.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, we we try to avoid the whole excuse-blame game. There, there's bad calls in every NFL game. And usually yeah. over the course of the season, um, or even over the course of a game, they even out. But, man, that missed call on Quay was so, so big. Bad. Because Tannehill's throwing the screen pass, mm. and it— if, if they don't hold Quay, there is the possibility that he gets there and disrupts the throw, right? So that never happens. Mm. If they call the hold, obviously it's coming back. Um, did it impact the play? We don't know, but the, the fact of the matter is the officials just can't miss a guy who's in the middle of the field, no mm. traffic around him, right? Like It's not like he's in the middle of the pile getting held. Right. He gets his shoulder pad grabbed exactly. and then twisted around. He does a 180, so how you miss that, I don't know. They must have thought he was flopping because there's no way one of those two officials behind the quarterback doesn't see right. that happen. Yeah. Um, I know that they're looking at the linemen to see, make sure that they're not ineligibly downfield. They're looking for other things. They're looking at the, you know, to make sure yeah. Tannehill doesn't get hit. But like, you have to see that. That, yeah. that That's such an easy, visible play. Um, and then you add that in with the fact that Christian Fulton apparently just tackles wide receivers in the open field. Um, I like games typically where the refs, uh, the, you know, the officials allow the teams to play physically. It just yeah. doesn't work to the Packers advantage. As my brother said, uh, when, when, the Packers defensive backs aren't within 10 yards of the wide receivers, it's, it's yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, it's play the same way I guess, but I mean, you're right. Sometimes the holds are subtle, uh, but that one totally popped off the screen. You said maybe they thought he was flopping, but clearly pulled off the assignment which sprung the runner, which is it was too bad. Uh, so Packers don't get the help that they need from the defense there. They've got to get back to work on offense, right? Rodgers hits Randall Cobb for a 28-yard gain. Good to see Cobb back making more big impact plays on a huge third and three Rodgers finds Lazard on the right sideline for a huge conversion. I thought it was going to be like back shoulder, but no, he, he just, you know, caught him in stride there. A few plays later, we got a second Christian Watson touchdown. The play was just beautiful. They faked the end around to Cobb and Watson worked all the way across uh, left, right to left. And Rodgers just finds him in the back of the end zone for six. So just a fun one to watch. Uh, then down, five green Bay successfully goes for the two-point conversion on an Aaron Jones run so just like that Packers are back they're within three points
3: if you're going to the grocery store this weekend getting ready all the supplies you need to watch the upcoming Packer game you've already got your brats your beer you walk through you know the different sections you get to the water and you might notice some strange tall boys of beer sitting in the bottled water section at your local store you're wondering what what is this doing what is this doing here with the water well, that's because it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is it called liquid death? What a, what a name for water, right? Well, it's because it is going to brutally murder not just your thirst, but it's also out to bring death to plastic bottles because their recyclable Tallboy cans help end the plastic bottle life cycle. And not only that, but they donate 10% of the profits – From every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. And not only that, there's something about having that freezing cold can that's sitting in your hand that looks like a can of beer, but it's actually a super refreshing can of water. It's got three grams of agave nectar for an incredibly different flavor, different from any other water you have. That's what makes Liquid Death such a fun product to have stocked up at all times alongside all the other beverages you're going to have for game day. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or hy or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator to a liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Yeah. And then we got the fourth quarter and the Titans really just kind of matriculate the ball down the field. They end up throwing a touchdown to Austin Hooper. It looked like Rudy Ford stripped it away a second too late. And here, here, here's, here's me complaining about the officials for the second time. How (laughs) convenient is it that the upstairs replay official can call that down in, in that particular situation, but on so many other times they do nothing. Like this has been my proposed fix to all of the bad, like, okay, let's say it's a pass interference, sure. um, a really obvious holding, uh, roughing the passer, those those kind of situations. Why right. can't the upstairs official just be like, yeah, you guys are, this one's going to look really bad on the replay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And just fix it. Because yeah. you can do it in that situation where, by the way, that, you know, the Titans don't have to waste a challenge. Yeah. Um, then why can't you just do it in Mm -hmm. a bunch of different situations? Anyways, okay, rant over. Um, (laughs) The Packers come back. They they seemingly failed on, like, 18 different drives in the fourth quarter. I can't even keep them straight. But apparently early in the fourth, they, they tried a deep shot to Christian Watson. Christian Fulton just absolutely wrapped him up early. I know Watson needed to keep going on that play. Like, you need to see him run hard throughout. He kind of yeah. he kind of slowed up, didn't expect the ball. That's bad. Um, but Fulton absolutely got away with a huge penalty. Yes. And that shows Christian Watson's speed, that he caught back up to the ball. And then Watson just straight arms. and doesn't allow him to go up. Uh, it would have been a huge penalty, but it didn't happen. So uh, then incomplete third down to Tunyon, quick three and out, surprise, surprise, uh, another third down uh, after two no- nice run stops, and yet another conversion by the Titans, yawn, uh, it's Westbrook-Akina this time, and so you're just like, okay, well, the Titans are going to milk the clock down, they'll get some points, the game's over, and Wait! Ryan Tannehill does Ryan Tannehill type things and throws the interception to Rasul. Game back on. Yeah, man. uh, And then a holding call by Yash. And Mm. we know how well the Packers offense deals with uh, down and distance problems, right? First and 20s are not our friend. Uh, So we get an incomplete and nearly intercepted ball to Alan Lazard. Cobb gets some of that yardage back, but then Rodgers wildly misses Mm. Sammy Watkins, who is. Absolutely wide open down the middle of the field. Uh, that was poor. Uh, wow. The Packers punt again. They get a three and out after a huge hit on Tannehill by a uh, closing Chris Barnes. Absolutely fantastic wow. on that stop. Uh, and the Keyshawn Nixon made me very, very nervous by fielding a bouncing ball on the punt return, but ended up breaking outside for a really nice return in the mm-hmm. Titans territory. By the way, Fun fact, Keyshawn Nixon got pushed out on the play by the Titans punter. He also got tackled by the Titans kicker on a kick return. So, Keyshawn Wild. Nixon doing really great things. So much better than any returner of the Packers have had Let's in do that. Recent history. Yeah. But uh, something with the specialists there. Uh, on third down, Rodgers gets another chance. He just misses Lazard um, and then goes back to him on fourth down. Uh, and Lazard kind of just gave up on that route. So, again, complimentary football. The receiver is wrong in one instance. Rodgers is right. Then the receiver is wrong. Rodgers throws an excellent pass. Like, yeah. they, just, they can't get on the same page. Right. They can't complement each other's mm-hmm. styles. Uh, two really, really nice stops in Derrick Henry and the Preston Holmes. <laughs> Preston Holmes. I don't know who that <laughs> is. Uh, Preston Smith gets the sack. Well, the... Was anything in a priest Holmes? I'm not sure. Uh, he gets the sack. Will the Packers use all of their timeouts? I actually like that strategy. LaFleur going forward early, leave as much time on the clock as possible because you know the offense is going to take forever on a drive, right? Uh, and so the Packers get the ball back and they need a touchdown and then an onside kick and then uh, a field goal in some order. Tunyon catch over the middle. Watson, a nice catch on the sideline, Lazard over the middle, a bunch of garbage in the middle of all that, but <laughs> getting 10 yards at a time, kind of matriculating the ball mm-hmm. down the field. Uh, and then Rodgers holds the ball absolutely forever, takes a sack. I get the receiver. The receivers did not do their jobs. They just basically didn't run secondary routes. That was pointed out on the broadcast. Uh, but Rodgers has to find a way to get outside the pocket and throw that away. You you cannot hold on to the ball for six or seven seconds. Uh, the Titans are too good for that. Any NFL team is too good for that. Um, that again, not being on the same page. The receivers aren't like running those secondary routes and getting open for their quarterback who actually has some time and their quarterback's not doing what he needs to do to get rid of the ball. He's just, he seems afraid to get outside the pocket right now. And, Um, Watson made a really, really nice catch that almost made up for that third and super long, but he kind of fell awkwardly backwards. Um, I don't know if that was a lack of awareness or he just got hit in a weird way, uh, but he falls down. He's short of the line. The Packers try to run. It was going to be the two minute warning down 10 anyways. So running for the first down, I kind of get it, but also didn't make a ton of sense. Either way, they run right at Jeffrey Simmons. Mm. Aaron Jones doesn't get the first down. Right. Titans could just run out the clock and said they throw a bomb to trail on Burke, so we don't need to talk about that. But uh, just, yeah. So I get to talk about the second and the fourth quarter, which are by far the two <laughs> worst quarters the Packers played. So thanks yeah. for giving me those. No problem. Is brutal. Yeah. It's brutal.
2: Yeah. No, so I mean, I think it's worth like the, the Aaron Rodgers conversation is really interesting, right? Because I mean, I think it's fair. We're big Aaron Rodgers fans. I think it's fair to be really big Aaron Rodgers critics in times when he's not playing well. And it felt like the beginning of the game, he was playing like he was at the end of the Dallas game, right? There was some big, big plays. It seems like things were on time, maybe outside of maybe the miss on the first drive, the Tunyon, just, it felt like things were in sync. And then at the end of the game, it felt like we were back to like beginning of the season, Aaron Rodgers, where like, I mean, you mentioned there's some chemistry things going on, but the miss, uh, to Sammy and the miss to Lazard. Those were like game changing plays that were mm-hmm. like there for him. It wasn't like that was going to be an amazing play by the receiver or by the quarterback. Those were there. Like they were, you know, the opportunity was there and he just missed them. So interesting yeah. just to figure out. You, you could see the frustration on Aaron Rodgers' face and it seemed less like he was blaming those around him for those throws that maybe we saw earlier in the week, but just that genuine disgust and frustration that he knew that he missed those opportunities so I mean he I think he knows that some of this is on him it'll just be interesting to see like as we've talked this season is kind of slipping away how they pivot as an offense and if they can grow from this or if it's just some frustration as they've continued to kind of experience the same things week after
1: week even from 12. Absolutely and and so we wanted to just give some really brief overviews of how we felt the offense defense played and uh, I'll, I'll kick us off with the offense and like I, I think the best word that I can come up with for to describe the offense is just inconsistent. It it's, it's been the case all year, right? Like Aaron Jones does some nice things early. AJ a. Dillon didn't really provide much. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like AJ Dillon's yo-yoing a little bit in the season. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Christian Watson deserves a ton of credit for making yeah. the two touchdown grabs. Absolutely. Randall Cobb is really important. Like you talked about, um, but still, like some miscommunications with Watson a little bit here and there. Um, the rest of the receivers, however, were just downright bad. Mm. And I have never said this. I thought Alan Lazard was terrible in this game. Mm. And i he's the kind of guy who's like always at a certain level, right? Like he's always yeah. a seven yeah. or, yeah. you know, at a minimum because yeah. he's going to provide so much in the run game. Right. And I thought he blocked reasonably well. But in the receiving game, he was such a negative yeah. that it. it 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 was it was truly bizarre. I I just haven't seen him have an off game really since the Packers sort of discovered him. Seriously. Um, Oh, I I should mention, I I thought the offensive line was good enough. Um, it, It was just an overall uneasy performance. And like I'm lost here. I don't know how it gets better. But yeah. that, that that's my problem with this offense. Like, what's going to improve mm. that they're suddenly going to turn into a rocket ship that's going to be able to do something against the Eagles who have, like, 18 all pros on their defensive line? Yeah, yikes. Right. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I don't think that that's crazy.
2: That's the most frustrating thing is because the pieces seemingly are there. It's the chemistry that's off. I think you look at, like, what would you replace on this offensive line in the coming offseason? season? And there's no one that you're like, it has to be that guy. Like, I mean, there's places where you might want to make improvements, but like this is a good unit. And then they have talent at receiver. It's just things aren't gelling right now. It seems like the play call, I think the offensive creativity is really, really nice. It just seems like they're calling plays at weird times, maybe not optimizing opportunities and those kinds of things. So yeah, that is probably the biggest frustration on offense, uh, that it isn't really something you can pinpoint necessarily that you would change that thing. Um, You want to talk about the defense a little bit here? Um, or do you want me to talk about the defense a little bit here?
1: Uh, either one.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll just throw out, like, I felt like this defense, you know, we, we come into this game and you talk about Derrick Henry is going to be a big, big problem for this team. And outside of the big run that we talked about where Quay kind of got hung up there, I felt like they did pretty well hanging with, with shutting down the run enough. Like, I think it was um yards per carry. I think the Packers had – and the Titans had 2.9. So, like, I mean, we're in a place where, like, you felt pretty good about if that's what you're going to take out of this game, you felt pretty good about the way that you hung defending the run. I guess the other thing is, like, Devondre Campbell would have been a big impact in this game. I felt like we felt... His absence, obviously Quay hung in there really well, but Quay is, I don't want to say a finesse player, but he's a speed player, and he's someone that you want to utilize in that sideline-to-sideline side range. To have someone like Devondre that could be that second enforcer in the middle would have been a big deal, but I mean, I feel like where they got gashed was in the passing game, and these off coverages, and uh, just miss assignments, and the Aconquo play, just where they like absolutely were in uh, Tannehill's face and they gave up that huge play along the sideline just stuff like that that just like it's not how you thought you were going to win this game but at the same time we keep seeing the same mistakes by the defense and giving up those big plays in coverage so frustrating across the board but a little bit less
1: like the offense hard to put your finger on one thing but just little things here and there yeah um i i just want to play a quick game of football terminology so you've heard of press man and off man before yes sir Right. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to create a new phrase, and that is the Packers playing off zone, which is apparently (laughs) a zone coverage where you just drop everyone and then let on third and 10, let a guy run an 11 yard out and then don't even close on him for another five yards. Right. Like, Uh, I don't know what that was. Um, If I want to be positive, like the, the defensive front seven, especially the line, played their butts off to slow down Derrick yeah. Henry even in some situations where quite frankly I would be totally fine if they had quit. Yeah. Um in the fourth quarter when the offense was just like, yeah, we're not going to move the ball. We're just going to go three and out yeah. a bunch of times. I know you're tired, but whatever. Yeah. Uh g- good luck tackling Derrick Henry and they did. They they just kept making plays. Preston Smith played great, Quay Walker played great. Um you know, but just no sense of play design and when the play design was actually okay, the players didn't execute well. Yeah. Um, there were plays where Rasul was totally lost. There were plays where, you know, Darnell Savage was lost, which were like all of them. Um, and it, it just, it wasn't good. Like it it, yeah. it just, it's not complimentary football. Again, your, your front seven is sacrificing their bodies, tackling this behemoth yeah. of a man uh, and getting him into third and longs. And then you're letting Ryan Tannehill just carve you up with mm-hmm. little to no Either no pressure, which was the problem early, um, or just soft zones where he can just quickly make a read and dump it off. And, yeah. and that's frustrating, man. Um, you, you just can't keep giving up third down after third well, down. Uh, and
2: I think that that's, I mean, you say frustrating. I think that's, you know, that's the word for what we watched tonight. Because it felt like early that the offense was going to be able to keep pace and do enough. That's the thing. All year, it's been like the offense just hasn't been able to do Anything like, And then tonight felt like, okay, they're going to do enough to compete in this game and pull it off. And then the defense has been good enough all year if the offense could just complement them at times. And then tonight, the defense just gave up way too much. And then obviously the offense, when the defense could play at the end of the game, the offense couldn't maximize it. So it's just like they can't – not that the offense and the defense have chemistry in any way. They play separately, but they were just totally – (laughs) <laughs> at different times, not complimenting each other, what they were able to
1: accomplish on the field. So just head scratching and so frustrating as a fan. Yeah, really quick. I We're going to wrap this up with some positives, but I do just want to mention the injury news so we don't close with that. There you go. Um, it that. did seem like there were three injuries of note in this game. T.J. Slayton, who actually did end up coming back into the game and finishing it. Uh, Darnell Savage also reportedly came back in the game. Quay Walker with the shoulder. I know he went in the medical tent. I didn't see if he was in there mm-hmm. on the last drive or yeah. not. Um, so to be determined, I, I would say that was probably Quay's best performance of the season. Um, And so it would be really, really unfortunate if he misses any time. The good news is the Packers have 10 days to heal up and figure out what the heck they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to talk about some positives to close out this game? Yeah, I think I I've hit on mine quite a bit. It's, it's Quay Walker and Christian Watson. I, I, I think You and I nerd out about roster building, right? So if you're not familiar with us, uh, if you don't listen to the audio one, like we talk about roster building all the time, draft, Mm -hmm. but, but like churning the bottom of the roster, right? That's how the Packers found players like Tunyon and Rasul Douglas and Rudy Ford. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And I think the end of this season is going to be an opportunity to do that as the Packers. If, if. And when the Packers get eliminated from the, the playoff contention, um, we're going to see some of that. That's really interesting to me, but even more so seeing how these young players develop. So, right. you know, hopefully Dobbs gets healthy, but the compliment of Christian Watson right. and a receiver like Dobbs will be really fun to watch yeah. to see if Quay Walker can be like one of those uh, next level linebackers, right. like his draft position would indicate Kingsley and Igbare, um or however Al Michaels tried to say his name. <sighs> Um, and, and, like, I'm excited to watch that, even mm. if the games get to a point where they don't really, quote-unquote, mean anything. Yeah.
2: No, it is it's it's going to be really interesting. I mean, you're right that we stay a little bit more invested in this because we love to talk about that roster-building stuff. But, I mean, the reality is the Packers aren't bad enough to be as bad as they are. They are really, <laughs> it's frustrating. They're a really talented team and they will be a really talented team entering 2023. And so it is, it's going to be really interesting to see what do they work on? What players do they try to move around to figure out? Cause like the roster will not be that incredibly different next year than it is right now. We could talk about quarterback, right? We don't know, but the rest, this team is going to be similar. So they got to figure out what's going to work Who's here for the future and what's the glue that's going to make this team, you know, hold together and those kinds of things. So really interesting. Just a couple other positives. I mean, we talked about Rasul Douglas's interception had the opportunity to be a pivot point in this game and just his ability to read the run. It wasn't a run. And then I don't know if he watched film and recognized a play, but he just went to a spot on the field and he backed right up into that coverage. I mean, the instincts, but also the ability to arrive and catch the ball the way that he did, just a huge, huge play. We've seen it from Douglas before, and it's too bad that the offense couldn't you know, swing back the momentum and, and make a play, but Douglas just with a monster play there for sure. And then Chris Barnes, I mean, to come yeah. in, they're just losing linebackers like crazy. <laughs> Barnes comes in and just absolutely knocks – Tannehill on his butt on third and one and really again gave the offense one more chance really I mean if he doesn't hit that the way he does you're obviously worried about the flag because he's a quarterback but if he doesn't hit that the way he does he probably converts that first down so Barnes big play just a couple nuggets in there they're like these guys are playing hard and that's I think the most frustrating thing is like some guy they're not giving up on this but it's just not working out and there's a lot to figure
1: out. Yeah, so we will see uh, as as we move forward. I think there's still a ton of really interesting football in front of us, um, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Pack Day podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and rate the Pack Day podcast if you like what you're doing. Subscribe on YouTube if you're listening to the audio version. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, Fridays at 4.30 Central, our Pack Day happy hour Uh, Although I don't know how happy it's going to be (laughs) on Friday, but uh, you can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday on the audio version. And next week we're going to be back previewing the Packers week 12 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember.